I'm Dean Haskolar, the Assistant Dean of Students for the ASU Downtown Campus. Today, I have special guests from the Black Student Union. The members of the Black Student Union assist African-American students in attaining their educational goals, encourage other African-Americans to pursue higher education, and promote cultural awareness by fostering relationships among the club, campus, and the campus community. Hi, welcome to the Fuse Podcast. Hi. Hi. I would love to start this conversation by telling our audience a little bit about who you are. Um, Ava, why don't we start with you? So, hi, I'm Ava. I am a sophomore at ASU. I'm studying digital audiences. I am the social media coordinator for the BSU, and I'm from Tucson. Love it. So I just want to say thank you for having me on this podcast, and I'm going to introduce myself a little bit. My name is Janae Taylor. I'm currently a junior majoring in sports science and performance programming here at the ASU downtown campus. I'm also originally from Corona, California, and currently for the BSU, I am the event coordinator. And I'm Tia Reed. Uh, I'm the president of the BSU. I'm a sophomore studying sports journalism. Uh, I'm from the Houston, Texas area. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the podcast uh, with me today. I know that you all have very different backgrounds and you have fascinating backgrounds. So I would like our audience to get to know you a little bit better. Can you talk a little bit about your cultural identity? How do you identify? So I'll start that off. Um, I identify as a proud black woman, um, grow up here in America. Uh, all my cultural identity, I would say, comes from the richness of the post-slavery era, I guess, you know, having never developed any cultural identity from the roots in Africa. Uh, most of it comes from my family back home. Most of them did grow up in the South, my dad's side. The South migrated to Michigan. My mom, most of them grew up in California. So having those two different cultural backgrounds, I was able to kind of engage in two different rich cultures that are different, but the same in ways as being a black woman. Um, yeah, mine's a little similar to Janae. Um, I'm from the South. Both my parents were born and raised uh, Houston, Texas, Third Ward. Um, and so they have that. Uh, I mean, if we get into, I guess, a little bit more like ethnicity and that type of stuff, like my grandma uh, immigrated from Costa Rica and had family that went back to um, Jamaica even, I think. But like most of what I know and how I've been integrated into black culture and how I grew up, it was it was we were a southern black family, essentially. And then I identify as both black and white. Both my parents raised me, letting me know both sides of my culture and really my dad wanted to make sure that I grew up knowing his side of the family and then same with my mom. So I very equally am proud to say I'm half and half and I don't overlook or underlook either side of me. So each of you do something very different, very important for the Black Student Union. Um, Tia, you are the president of BSU. And Ava, you are the social media coordinator, right? So I want you to talk a little bit about BSU for our students who don't know anything about BSU. So from your own perspectives and your experiences, how would you describe the Black Student Union for a student who doesn't know anything about it? Yeah, so we are part of the Black Student Union specifically at the downtown campus. So uh, 
how I like to think about our organization, it is a place where black students who are downtown majors, so kinesiology, criminal um, criminal justice, journalism, nursing, all the different major downtown campus specifically, and students who, you know, live at Fusion, live at Taylor Place, whatever, that they have a, a place where they can interact with other black students at this PWI, predominantly white institution, um, and we can build and foster a community that way, and specifically at you know, with being downtown. It's not like you have to go to Tempe or to West to get that experience because we're building it right here in, in this satellite campus of ASU. Yeah, and adding on to that as the social media coordinator, I really try to help promote the BSU since we are on the downtown campus. It's not, it's a little more isolated compared to the Tempe campus where word spreads a lot faster, a lot easier. So I really think it's important that we try to market ourselves and let people down here know that we have this community that we're trying to build for Black students on this campus. So to figure off what both um, Tia and Ava said, I would also like to include that the Black Student Union, besides the social aspects, we do like to promote education as well as encouraging our students to get involved in many things like financial literacy, how to navigate healthcare systems, how to find scholarships, as well as promoting stuff outside of the classroom setting and being able to navigate life in the world world and how to engage and interact with your professors, the faculty, or just your future jobs. So that's a big part of what the Black Student Union is trying to get at. Do you remember the very first day that you decided to join the BSU? I don't know that there was necessarily like a specific day. I mean, so as a freshman last year, I my first, I guess, introduction to the black community just as a whole at ASU was um, the Sankofa Leadership Institute, which is kind of like a welcome program for um, black freshmen coming to ASU like a week before every, all the other students arrive at campus. You know, they take you through some of the different programs like career services and uh, counseling services, all type of stuff and show you around campus. You have fun, make some friends. Uh, get introduced to the dining halls in Tempe and all that type of stuff. So that was my first introduction, but specifically downtown, like, I think they had, like, a welcome event probably in August, and, like, some of the upperclassmen who were, I guess, were, like, they called them for facilitators for Sankofa. Some of the upperclassmen from that were downtown students, and they are like, oh, y'all are downtown, like, this is when we're going to do our first event, like, welcoming everybody back, like, y'all should come and get involved with BSU Downtown. And that was pretty much it. What about you, Ava or Janine? So my experience was a little different from Tia's. Um, I live in Tempe and I commute to Phoenix for um, all my classes that are down here. So most of my experience did come from engaging with the black community on the Tempe campus. And anytime you would go up to someone and ask like, oh, like what's your major? What campus are you on? It's always Tempe. It has to do with a temp or like a Tempe campus major. So it's kind of hard to find black students that were actually on the downtown campus. So when I did see the opportunity to apply my sophomore spring semester to be a part of the Black Student Union, I definitely jumped at it. And then when I got back, it was a pretty exciting opportunity to be able to start working and collaborating and getting stuff to get the students on the downtown campus involved instead of having to go to Tempe and and have a community here so it's close to home. Similar to Janae's experience, I actually didn't find out about the BSU until my sophomore year. Um, I remember freshman year, my dad was encouraging me to try to get involved with the Black Student Union and just finding like other Black students to engage with. And as a freshman, I thought the only opportunity for that was in Tempe. 
So the issue of commuting and just figuring out how to get there, also the intimidation of going alone, was really scary for me. So sophomore year when I found out my roommates were actually involved with the BSU, I decided to go to the first meeting. And that's when I found out there were opportunities for the e-board. So I decided to hop on that. So other freshmen wouldn't be in the same situation as me and not know that, like, basically to let them know that these organizations do exist and I want people to be able to find that as soon as possible the moment they get to ASU. What are your dreams, hopes, and goals for the BSU? What are some of the things that y'all want to accomplish? So for me personally, as event coordinator, I my whole goal is definitely to have people involved and have, like, bigger turnouts at our events. And so especially is to be able to have engaging events or events that will allow students to participate and feel comfortability to be their full selves and not have to be in situations where they feel like they have to put on a persona and like not be their true selves around people that look like them and resemble them and have the same cultural backgrounds. So that's the overall goal. And then another one would be in a few years from once I graduate to ASU is to be able to come back and see that the BSU is still thriving and being able to provide that sense of community for the black students here at the downtown campus. I would say my biggest school, like I said, I didn't know about the BSU freshman year and I honestly don't want that to happen to anyone. I want people to know that we're here. I want people to know that we're hosting these events. We're creating these opportunities for you to thrive in your future, to build your community, to grow together. So I really just hope that in these upcoming years, we grow, our organization gets bigger, we encourage plenty more people to join. And like Janae said, I hope to see in years to come that it's still thriving and going strong. Anything exciting coming up in the month of February or later in the semester? Oh, so much. We have, we have so much planned for, for February. Um, yeah, we have a lot of great things coming up. Um, we've been doing a lot in February so far, um, but the month is obviously not over, so we have a lot still left to come. Um, uh, we actually have two events on February 23rd. We partnered with um, USGD for a BSU cookout. We'll have food from ATL Wings, which is a restaurant on Roosevelt, um, and students can, can come and they can, you know, just have fun and enjoy the food, enjoy music, enjoy games, and just kind of hang out. Um, and that is at 7 o'clock, I believe. And then actually before that, we also partnered with um, uh, Cronkite for an event. We're working with Cronkite on something for a uh, alumni panel for Black History Month. Um, we've partnered with them to, you know, bring the, the Black History Month spirit to, to the Cronkite School as well. And then... If you want to even look further in the future, take a look at March. Um, our first event in March um, is we're doing a panel on how to navigate the healthcare system uh, while being black. You know, historically, black people have not been treated well by the healthcare system because of um, false stereotypes, just incorrect assumptions. And so we want to make sure that all of our members are protected and have the best knowledge they can moving forward when they go out into the real world um, and, and teach people something. So yeah, that's you know our next few events that we have coming up. When is the event with Cronkite? Uh, that's the 23rd as well. Um, and it's right before the cookout, I believe. I think it's like five or six. So we do have two events on February 23rd. Yes. The Cronkite alumni event at mm -hmm. 4 p.m. And then the BSU cookout with USGD at 6.30. Yes. 
six? Seven. Seven. Seven p.m. The panel, I think, is at five. Maybe five or six for the Cronkite alumni panel, and then the cookout is at seven. Well, I guess I will see you guys at both. (laughs) (laughs) So now I want us to talk a little bit about your experiences as a black student and then how this experience affected the way that you engage with faculty and other students in the classroom. So what can you tell me about that? So I've been at ASU for three years now, currently in my junior year. And I could say my experience, it hasn't been bad, but um, not as what I fully expected, especially when it's coming to seeing people look like me, especially from instructors, professors, or TAs or anything like that. Um, The past three years, I've known I've only had two black professors. And with them, it was like an instant connection of being able to conversate and being able to actually engage and them wanting to get to know me compared to other professors I've had in the past. As well as when you step into a lecture hall of 200 people and there's only three other black students, it's kind of like, man, it's like, where's everybody else that looks like me? You know they're out there, but it's kind of a disappointing sight to see that there's not more African-American black students that are in your major or in your classes as well. Yeah, I feel like I've definitely had like a very like split experience while being at ASU because, you know, president of BSU, I last year I like was very busy, but I tried to get to Tempe for BAC stuff as much as possible um, and, and hang out with other black people. But then like you look at like my major, like I am a sports journalism major. Um, it is a very white dominated, white male dominated industry major. Um, and so it's kind of like, you know, it's like almost even like sometimes like a different like personality that I have to like put on to be in that space and to excel in that space the way that I'd like to think that I do um but it's not even comparable to you know how much more comfortable I feel like I can be when I'm at like BSU events and hanging around other black people. I will say my experience is a little different being half black I do have a lighter complexion so I don't always feel as isolated as others might feel in a situation or at an institution like ASU, that's a PWI. Um, I would like to say like, coming from where I grew up, I'm used to being around like a lot of other white students or just not a lot of black people, honestly. So it didn't feel too different coming to ASU. And I can't say like, I expected much different. I will say I'm so thankful that there are organizations like the BSU or the Black African Coalition where you can get involved and find more black students just to know that like there are other people like you and to just appreciate that and be thankful for it. Can we elaborate on the role of BSU in addressing issues like this? Why is it important to have organizations like BSU on the downtown campus? So for me, I think it's important to have the BSU because when you're in the environment where you're constantly around your white counterparts and you have to put on this persona of, I have to do this to fit in so I'm not considered unprofessional or uneducated, it gets tiring because in a sense, you're always going to be that person. You're always going to be educated. You're always going to be professional. But in that setting, you're looked down upon compared to everybody else because they see you in this light of stereotypes or any, any other sense that people may look as or a black woman or a black man. So being able to be in the BSU, you go to these environments where it's people of all different shades that look like you and be able to kind of understand that, oh, I go through the shared experience of going into a classroom every day where 
I don't see a person that looks like me, where I'm not being taught by a person that looks like me. So it gets tiring of having to put on put on that act of having to code switch. So to have the BSU and to have that welcoming space just to be by yourself, it's important for students, especially for your mental health, because it gives you a chance to kind of take off that jacket and feel at home. So I agree with what Janae is saying, especially emphasizing on the code switching. Having an organization like the BSU, it's just important to make sure people can feel comfortable with people who have been through the same experience that they've been through or have dealt with issues that they've had to deal with as well. It basically is building that sense of community. You want to not feel alone. You want to not feel isolated. And I feel like that's something that a lot of the Black students at ASU probably do feel since a lot of their classmates don't look like them and haven't been through or experienced the same things that they've been through. No, I think they got it exactly. Like, what's so important about the BSU is that it can be, you know, when we're doing our events or when people come to and they meet friends and they can hang out with those friends, like being in that space with people from BSU or being at BSU events, it creates just this environment where us as black students, we can kind of, like I said, let loose, relax, and like, like we don't feel like we have to add on to this persona because we feel like we have to fit in with our white counterparts where it's like we can be us and we can talk how we want and we can act how we want and oh they're gonna understand this cultural reference or if they don't you know we have these like shared experiences and and it just makes things like a lot easier to interact sometimes. So Janae and Ava you brought the point of code switching so I was wondering if you can talk a little bit about what code switching is for our students who may not be aware and shed light on its impacts on our um, ASU Black students. So for me, code switching is typically, if I'm around another Black student, we'll talk a certain way. There's this thing called AAVE, which is African American Vernacular English. And that's where I'm able to use slang terms that in a professional white setting would be unprofessional or just some people call it unprofessional, but I feel like in a sense, it is its own dialect, and if you go back, it's how we have to communicate with each other because in slavery, we weren't educated. So when you are code switching, it's like you go into the setting of being around your white counterparts, and you have to talk like them to be able to fit in. So it's kind of like you're not being true to yourself, and it's you keep going to these different settings where it's like you have to switch to fit in, and it's, it gets tiring. So when you have to keep putting on this persona of being someone you're not just to be able to perceived as a professional. It, yeah. Yeah, she pretty much summed it up exactly, code switching. It's just putting on a different persona to be perceived as, like Janae said, professional. There's a lot of stereotypes with Black people, men and women, of just natural things, behaviors, mannerisms that they grew up around that are seen as unprofessional in the work industry. It's very unfortunate to see because it shouldn't be viewed like that. Um, it should be open to all cultures and upbringings, like what everyone's used to being. But it is something we have to do to be seen as professional. So not everyone's, it doesn't come naturally to everyone. You have to switch up to be seen in a good light and be seen as professional. And I'll add on to that because they talked about it mostly from like a professional sense. And as college students, obviously, we're put into a lot of environments where we're required to be professional and we have to code switch and that to be seen as professional. But even like just like day to day interactions with other white students, it's code switching in the sense of like, 
oh, if I go to reference this, they won't understand this. Or if I say this term, they're not going to understand it. Or they might look at me funny if I say this term because they don't understand this term. Or if I, you know, drop a couple vowels out of this word or drop the end off of this word like I'm used to doing, they're going to think, why are you talking funny or something like that. So it's it's even just in day-to-day interactions where it's not like we're trying to be seen as professional, but where we're just trying to get through, you know, conversations and interact with other white students, it still becomes kind of like a safety mechanism almost. Exactly. And I think it even happens when you're talking to other black students. There can be times where like, oh, they're like, oh, you sound like a white person. So it's like code switching also plays in those environments because you have to code switch to be able to talk to your own people. So sometimes it is it's hard in all senses because you're constantly shuffling around your your vocabulary and how you're making words sound and how you're projecting yourself. So, yeah, it definitely goes both ways. Then, from the perspective of diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, what are some of the things that our students could do in order to be intentional in their efforts to create inclusive spaces? In my opinion, I think the biggest point you can highlight on is just being open-minded, being open to receiving and understanding other people's cultures, where they came from, the experiences they've had, Because when you're open to understanding, you're more willing to learn, you're going to be more accepting. When you're more closed off, it's going to isolate everyone and you're not going to be able to build an inclusive community, especially at ASU. I agree with Ava because especially in college, when you have people from different parts of the world, they come from different states in the United States as well as different countries. So it's like each person has their way of thinking and the background they grew up on. So it's like when you come to college and you're you're with this mix of different cultures, ethnicities, genders, and races. It's like you have to be open-minded to be able to get to know another person and be able to understand their story without being able to go in with their prejudged judgment. Yeah, it's all about, like they said, like being open-minded, being, you know, accepting. It's maybe, you know, going to an event for an organization that you didn't think you would be interested in or, you know, tagging along, like, with a friends to events like that or, like, kind of reaching outside like whatever your normal bubble is to make friends and like to understand and listening to understand not just listening to listen and like actually being interested in learning about other cultures and other people's experiences because like even as you know even as black people like Janae's from California I'm from the south Ava's you know been here in Tucson like those are all even just different experiences and we have different like ways of thinking just even as black people because we're not a monolith so it's like all those things, types of things about learning and just being open. In what ways ASU has been a positive environment for you guys to engage in culturally? I think, you know, like we've mentioned, we've talked about the Black African Coalition and, you know, the events that they do. They do a lot of, like, really big events and they, they draw a lot of attendance and a lot of people um, come to their events. Even just this year, uh, getting for me, getting, like, involved with the BAC um, and, and being in that way, I think it's also interesting watching all the different organizations that come in and use the um, multicultural communities of excellence space um, downtown and seeing how organizations uh, interact with that space um, and try to promote that space and use that space. Um, and, you know, that is one of the biggest ways I think that you can draw interest from different cultures. You put, you know, you you put some food in an MCO space and y'all are playing games and having fun and people walk by and see a bunch of people smiling. They're like, oh, I want to go in there and see what that's about. Even if, you know, maybe if it's like a BSU event and they're Hispanic and they're like, oh, they're having a good time. Like, I want to go have a good time with them. 
I think ASU has been a positive environment. Like we said, we do have the Black African Coalition, which has an umbrella of like multiple organizations that involve Black, African, and Caribbean clubs and organizations. And so from there, you're able to actually put your step in and figure out like, oh, what subcategories of clubs and organizations of things that interest me would I want to get involved like they have a black law student so if you're a law student like that's something you could definitely get involved with or they have more like social clubs like the black student union which projects more on the social events as well as helping your higher education so I feel like that's a great place ASU has helped me develop culturally as well as being able under- to understand and find my my space. Yeah, Janae kind of took the words right out of my mouth. Um, There are so many clubs and organizations at ASU, not even just like the BSU or the Black African Coalition. There are so many smaller, more directed towards your interests. If you're a journalist, they have a club for that. If you're into art and design, they have clubs for that, for different cultures and all of the above. So there's really a spot for everyone. And I think the students do a great job of keeping that going and trying to make sure everyone has a home. So I will give it to ASU for allowing the students to have the freedom to create the clubs to build these smaller communities within ASU. And just to follow up with uh, Tia's point, the Multicultural Communities of Excellence space is located at Taylor Place 107, sandwiched between Starbucks and Chick-fil-A. It is a space created for our historically underrepresented populations and any student organization is welcome to uh, reserve the space to hold their um, meetings and events um, so it is a space available for for our for our students and it's a fantastic space and Tia here is uh, one of the MCO ambassadors and she would be happy to help you out in making those <laughs> reservations <laughs> so any final thoughts for our students anything that you want to add I would like to add that if you feel like you don't have an area where you could be yourself, there's a space out there for you. and You just have to go out and put yourself out there and get to know someone and be able to build that connection. Join clubs, join organizations, get involved on campus. That's a big part of being able to find people with common interest and to help you build upon each other because college is not a place to be lonely and you definitely got to need someone who's going to have your back. So I feel like get involved, go to any events and just be out there. I would also like to add, do not be afraid to go alone. I have met most, if not all of my friends through events, just showing up, branching out a little bit, getting out of my comfort zone. People aren't going to be rude to you if you show up to these events. We want people to meet other people and engage with each other and build friendships, build connections with other students. Yeah, college is about stepping outside of your comfort zone, meeting new people, trying new things. Like, yeah, we're out here, we're promoting, we're pushing, we're trying to catch as many people's eye as possible. But like, you know, there's also people who search and they find us and they come to our events and they're like, oh yeah, I didn't even see that flyer. I was just, you know, doing some research on Sun Double Sync or I like Google or, you know, went on Instagram and found you guys. So like Ava said, also don't be afraid to go alone. Like the likelihood that you'll meet a person that can you can be a friend with or you know a lot of people they'll they'll come up to you and be like oh I haven't seen you here like what's your name and they'll try to get you to know you because it's all about building community that's what we're all here for. Tia, Ava, and Janae thank you so much for being here with me today and sharing your experiences with our audience I really appreciate it and that concludes our interview with the Black Student Union thank you for tuning in see you next time.